0: Hello and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast. I'm Dan and it's
1: 2021. I'm Mark and I agree. I'm Sol and... Baby, this is Xevious, I don't understand what's going
2: on. That's it's Celine
0: Dion's favourite game. <laughs> Welcome to Pixel Hump Podcast. If you don't know who we are, we're a gaming podcast going by the name of Pixel Hump Podcast. Hope that's clear by now. What we like to do here is deep dive, analyse games one system and one letter at a time. Uh, For this first series, season or World 1, we're covering the Nintendo Entertainment System or Famicom, and as it was known in... Japan!
1: Japan! There you go.
0: (laughs) Um, Working from A to Z, this episode or World 1, stage 24, we've reached the letter X, X for xylophone, and that means we've been playing Z. So, it's been a while. We've had Christmas and that. It's
2: been a while.
0: it has been a while. Let's have a bit of a catch-up, what we've been up to. We've got no we've had no Christmas special because we're still on the NES. We've already done the Christmas special for the NES. Yeah, we're not th- gonna do Nez Christmas games yeah. two years in a row. So um it's new year. Thankfully 2020's out of the way. What is the best thing you played, listened to, watched, did tell us? But mainly gaming, I suppose, because that's what we're here for. Mr. Gill. Right. The best thing I played last
2: year, Hades. the thing I most enjoyed was Hades. <laughs> yeah, just, just roll right <laughs> over my announcement.
1: <laughs> I really it's like you mentioned Hades. it.
2: Yeah. It's, it works on two levels. It's either a really short, quick blast of a game, or you can sit there and go roguelike for six or seven hours. There's a great storyline running through it. There's great characterization. There's great artwork. There's great music. Great voice work. I've not just said that. Uh it's just impressive on all levels. It's um that developer <laughs> who's the <only laughs> game you guys
1: uh, that did Bastian and Trans- yeah. Trans- Transistor or Transformers. Yeah, Transistor games, isn't it? Yeah. and yeah. Pyre. Yeah,
2: my brain's just gone black. Anyway, it's them coming up Trumps again. They
1: only do good games.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um it's really worth checking out. And I know it's topped a lot of the polls. I think I, it it would IGN's game of the year or whatever. So super it's super giant giant. thank you. So it's worth checking that out. Uh, I enjoyed that immensely. The best thing I listened to this year was Run the Jewels 4, which if you know me and know my musical tastes, you probably saw that coming. Uh, at a time where the world is turning to a, a flaming pile of shit, these guys are there <laughs> to call it out, but with also goofy stoner humor in the middle of it. And, and it was really oddly prophetic prophetic, That I think there's a verse in there which relates to being choked out by police.
0: Mm.
2: Okay, that that apparently had been written well before it had been John written, Fett. and then it dropped just as you had um, Floyd, Judge Floyd, yeah, and BLM. and then obviously all the BLM and stuff. So it's quite of its time. Uh, the best thing I've watched this year, last year rather, is The Mandalorian, and I know it's still series two and i know it's still fresh in that and a lot of people will watch this i'm not going to go any spoiler territories but this is john favreau they've got a big tub of star wars toys and what can we do with this one what can we do with that one and what crazy adventures so yes on one level it is fan service but in the best possible way
0: yeah it's good it's not just pandering is it it's actually it's
1: it's it's really fantastic to watch it is. It's probably the best of Star Wars, you know, and I'm including all the original shit in that. It
2: is. I, th- I really, I think it, it's got the tone right between. I mean, you can do fan service and just chuck things at it, but the story and the and the characterization has got to work, and it just does. And I don't think I smiled so much at the end of that series, at the end of that final episode. I, I felt, I felt eight. I felt eight again. <laughs> it's just, <Yeah. laughs> just, fan, just, just, just brilliant. If you're a Star Wars fan, or even if you're not the story works, but if you're a Star Wars fan, the ending to that series and the post-credit scene as well is just brilliant, and and most importantly, somebody says, McClunky.
1: (laughs) That's the important bit for you. Um, So that would be me then. So what was my game of the year still on a Star Wars theme? I would say it's... um, Jedi Fallen Order, probably. Um, I think that's the thing that I enjoyed the most. It was a totally unexpected surprise that popped up just because I had that EA subscription thing. And um, I absolutely loved it. Once I put it onto hard, the Dark Soulsy kind of combat, but with a lightsaber, loved that. Um, it was... Gorgeous to look at. Again, it fit into the law really nicely, but carved its own way whilst paying homage to a load of other stuff. Um, some of the characters from the, um, you know, f- uh, f- from uh, the films popped up. So you, you saw Forest Whitaker in there, um, and obviously he popped up in Rogue One. So it's around that sort of same time. Uh, as rogue ones kind of going on, so it were uh, it, that was a really, really unexpected and good game. So that's probably th- the best game I think. Um, film wise, Under the Silver Lake, um, which is from the same director as a horror film called It Follows, which was a bit like a homage to John Carpenter, where basically someone shags someone. And then they start getting followed. And if whatever's whoa, whoa, following who
2: him... Whoa, whoa. Sounds a bit adult.
1: Yes, and whatever whatever's following him catches them, it kills them. And the only way to get rid of it is to shack someone else. So he did that. That was the first that was the first thing that I watched that he'd done. And this next one is it's got Andrew Garfield in it. And it's a like a it reminds me of like Mulholland Drive or Inherent Vice or these weird abstract mystery. Films, Big Lebowski, this type of thing, with a sense of humour running through it. But you don't really know what's going on, but it's good anyway. And the thing that I particularly liked about it is loads of gaming references in it. So it's on about messages being hidden in albums and messages being hidden in films, and it comes up to messages being hidden in video games, uh, right down to him having to use a Zelda map overlaid with a map of LA to try and figure out clues and things like that. So um, so whilst there's no real resolution to it and nothing really much goes on, it's such a good journey that I, that that was a total surprise And I think it's probably in my top five films of all time, not just last year. What's that again? Under the Silver Lake. Right, okay.
2: I'll
0: be checking that out. It sounds good.
2: Yeah, it's really good.
0: Um, We have a jar at home that we've started putting films or series in. When we can't decide what we're going to watch, just pick some out and go, all right, we're going to watch that. So... Yeah, so it's going In The Jar. jar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and music-wise, they're not new um, by any stretch at all. Um, but I discovered a channel on YouTube called KEXP where they have loads of live music on. KEXP. Uh, Kex Piss, yeah. Um, But yeah, KEXP, where they have loads of live music on, and there's just some... I would say that, as a musical discovery, has been the best thing for me this year. If I'm ever bored, ever um, don't know what to listen to, don't know what to watch, going on KEXP on YouTube, all of it's quality, all of it's good. Particular highlights that I found on there um, was Aurora, who... um, uh, She's like a Norwegian uh, singer. She did that cover of... um, Half the world away for a John Lewis advert. That's the only thing you might know. She also did this some of the soundtrack for that Wolf Walkers. That's an Apple film. Um, she then I discovered Thievery Corporation, who have been around for years, but I'd never even heard of them. Absolutely Aye. amazing. <laughs> on those, um,
2: on those, Mark. I've got if you search out the
1: DJ Kicks by Thievery Corporation. Yeah, that's worth checking out. Like, to be honest, I've listened to Marthy when my Spotify thing popped up. You know, it tells you what you've been listening to this year. That's Ooh, Thievery Corporation. Co- thievery corporation was basically all i'd listened to all year on spotify um and uh super organism i'd also popped up on there so i really like them as well so that was my year in oh series uh, I, i'd probably have to go with mandalorian as well so yeah that's it daniel
0: well um you know i don't play Modern games, oh, I'm not no. going to pay for anything that's just been released. What well, you might. Game of the year, what well, tiddlywinks?
1: Um, <laughs> um on Nintendo Switch for 59p. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't played a great deal. I think a lot of Forza Horizon 4, which is always great, but um, the, the return of the Obra Din, I think, was the... oh,
1: yeah, that's recent as well, in it.
0: Um, I don't know. Maybe a couple yeah. of years old now. I think it's just. No, TikTok I mean, to you you're playing it was Oh, recently. me playing it recently, talking, yeah. Talking
1: about it on this uh, very yeah. podcast. Uh, loved it. That was great. I'd um,
0: recommend that to anyone. There's not much replay value in it because once you've figured it out, you've figured it out. Um, Spider Man came a close second. That was just fantastic. I've only just finished that after having it in the cupboard for about 18 months. Um, I've only just got around to playing it, but it was one of them I couldn't put down. So yeah, if you want some at AAA for me, it would have been Spider-Man, although now it's old. So really this year, I can't really tell you anything because I don't play games when they come out. Um, the things that I've watched, um, the undoing was great.
1: Is that about someone who just keeps clicking Control and Z?
0: No, it's that with um, <laughs> <laughs> it's that with Hugo Hugo with Hugh Grant and the Aussie bird. Yes, of course. Oh yeah, I fancy
1: that. But yeah, I have, I have
0: helicopters pay, near a building.
1: Helicopters at the beach. I don't to pay for it, so I'm trying to wait until it pops up on prime or something else which it inevitably will at some stage.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll pay for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's that was that was good. What I've been listening to, apparently Spotify tells me that this year, the most thing I've listened to was Man and the Echo. I think that is... Man and pu- the Echo. Man and the Echo. Man and the Echo. Echo. That's a, Man and the, the Echo. Echo. <laughs> Purely because I, that was one of the few gigs that I actually got to go to in 2020. I fell on Valentine's Day in... Um,
1: well, so just before the shit hit the fan.
0: That's it, yeah. So I went to a little student hall mm-hmm. up in Headingley. To a, watch a gig underground with a lot of students for Valentine's Day, isn't that romantic? Fantastic. It. it! was good though. It was better than going for a better than meal. spending hundred
1: quid on a fucking plate full of shit that you're not yeah. interested in. Exactly. You yeah. To look at someone you look at all day anyway. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> especially this last year. <laughs> yeah. Plate
2: yes. full of, full of what? what? What kind of restaurants do you go to? <laughs> yeah.
0: Shit ones. That, that and um. Idols. I've listened to a lot of idols. I don't know why. Maybe I've been quite angry through lockdown and, and that's been a release, but their recent stuff um, as well as the old stuff. But yeah, I think they had an album out this year as well and that that featured quite highly. Mm. Cool. So, what about the game then? There's been some COVID stuff going oh, on. Oh, fuck, COVID. I forget that. We've had <laughs> enough of that. What about this game? I'll tell you what, I haven't played a lot of in 2020: Xevious.
1: No, me either.
0: No. This This is is the game, game. the game that we've been playing. Xevious was developed and published by Namco. Originally released on the Famicom in Japan, November the 8th, 1984, made its way to the States in September eighty-eight, but uh, those Europeans never got a look in. It's a part of the 1983 arcade classic designed by Masanobu. Eve zoo Endo. <laughs> it is for you to say. <laughs> it's actually the first port to a home system of Zevius. Just in case anyone wondered. That's could any
1: other home system do it? Actually, looking at it, probably. I think it did. your calculator could have achieved this game. It was everywhere. It was on
2: every single platform.
1: You could probably imagine this. Surprising, that, isn't it? Considering how shit it is. <laughs>
0: Don't, don't show your cards too early, man. sorry. <laughs> it came hot on the heels of Space Invaders, Galaxian, and um, Scramble, all those type of games. All those guys on the big shoot up games, uh, shoot up <laughs> craze. Yeah, you might consider it a top down scramble as your shape. Oddly, names Solvalu has to has both a shoot and a bomb attack. There's a couple of takes on the backstory for Xevious, but well it's like
1: The bomb attack slightly different, though, isn't it? Because you see a little crosshair thing yeah. on the floor with yeah. this one, don't you? So you know where, you, where you're bombing.
2: And it yeah. lights up, doesn't it? As you hover over something, you can hit it, it flashes
0: red. Yeah. Does it? I never spotted that. Hmm. I thought it was always red. No. <laughs> but do you want to know the backstory of the game? Oh, God. Well, oh, the backstory, according to... Google it's gone to Google translate <laughs> yeah Where did, what did what did you actually get here to translate this I i've got to text text off the back of the jam. I, yeah i've got the box. original the original cartridge the original box
2: So uh, i took a photo of that scanned it into google translate using the finger scanning technique copyright google and uh, we got this
0: finger blasted the box text into <laughs> google translate <laughs> and we get The mystery deepens every time you play. Advance into the enemy team of various terrains, such as forests, grasslands, rivers, harbours, airfields. The appearance of an enemy plane without any warning, a violent attack from the ground. Always unpredictable battle 09282. (laughs) The mystery only deepens with abundant characters and mysterious beauty. Uh, There's a very long blurb that we found off the internet. Yeah, I... This,
2: this, this seems to have been repeated ad infinitum across the internet, and I think it's come from Hardcore Gaming One Hundred and One, but I can't see where it came from. So it's a really convoluted backstory,
0: and I couldn't find where it came from.
1: Maybe well, some dicks just made it up, thinking one day some end's going to put this out. Onto the
0: <laughs> yeah, think oh, nobbets from Yorkshire read this, thinking it's legit. Yeah. So. Feel free to uh, scan this and take the key components from it. Yeah, <laughs> Let, let's, let's paraphrase. Xevious tells the story of a fight between humankind and the supercomputer GAMP, JMP, which stands for General Artificial Matrix Producer. Or does it? I mean, again, this could be just made up. So Zevius is a planet, and it turns out that the inhabitants, originally from Earth, and GAMP are an ancient civilization... That use, oh no, there were human clones that were used in labor until they rebelled.
1: So. Um, I wish they'd spent as much time on the game as they spent on this backstory.
0: Yeah. Everybody left the planet because there was an upcoming ice age. Uh, some humans stayed. <sighs> <laughs> you're in, I, I feel you invested in there well i wanted to paraphrase it at risk of losing all three <laughs> listeners that we might actually have and then, um i think i might be doing a worse job
1: I mean, <laughs>
0: at least this is more entertaining <laughs> <instead of just laughs> trawling
1: on it yeah oh, Idea. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is that about it then? I mean, there isn't a great deal to say about it, is that Do you need so, a
0: Do you need a backstory for a shoot up? Shit flies at you, blow it out the sky.
1: Yeah, up, that's it. Score points. Have a gun, blow shit up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
2: They're an ancient. Uh, they're an ancient civilization. It's going originally originally from Earth. Are we all. An ice age was coming. They left. <laughs> then they've come back, and then someone wants to fight them. The end.
1: Right. Okay. Cool. And that.
2: Well, and that pilot is called Moo. <laughs> and apparently he's got an android companion called eve and um why didn't
1: they just call the game moo and eve go shooting i would have been uh, much more invested in that sounds like an always sunny episode does, But but that, like, that, that sounds like a game i would buy moo and eve go shooting oh moo and eve kill stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's the sequel yeah
2: I've got it, and then it fast forwards to when things start emerging from the soil um which are soul towers buried underground and then you just shoot stuff in from your uh Solverloo ship. The, the ship <clears end. throat> so there right. so but see, yeah it's a good point it's a good point you've got there daniel do shoot them ups need a backstory when all you want to do is shoot them right
1: in face I don't know. If you play that new Star Wars Squadrons, that's definitely got plenty of story going on and is better for it. However, then you play something like Elite Dangerous, that has no story whatsoever, except from the one that you create as you carve your way through it. And that's also good. So I think the answer is don't marry the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is it
0: fun? Yeah. Can we shoot stuff? Right. Yeah. Back
1: on. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Here you go. Anyway, as mentioned, your uh, Solvalu is armed. You've got an air zapper and a blaster for bomb attacks. You come under attack from air-based enemies and ground-based enemies. Unlike other arcade games of the era, the AI of the ships come in for attack and then they veer away. So you probably spotted this, Mark, it's quite obvious. You go, oh, fly towards it, shoot them, and then they've go, nah, fly off.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are actively trying to avoid you.
0: Apparently it was intentional. On the behalf of the designer, as he thought, that's how enemies would behave in real life.
1: Which... Well, it does seem more logical than the kamikaze approach of most shoe em ups yes. Well,
0: the kamikaze approach makes sense because most of the games are made in Japan.
1: so yeah. No. Uh, right, well, when you look at it that way, or is that racist? I don't no, know. I don't think it is. Um, but the fact. only thing the kamikaze approach does have going for it is the you get the satisfaction of killing them all then because they're always coming straight at the front of you, um, which you don't necessarily get with this.
0: Yeah, but- it's, it's a bit like, it's a bit of a... <laughs> it's a bit of a... Um... Pile of shit. No, no. Oh, waste of time. The LAUGHTER it's a bit of a ruined orgasm having these, <laughs> having these things fly at you. In fact, yeah, I'm going to shoot them out of the sky. Then they go, nope, and they're off. Yeah, you're,
1: yeah Bastard. Yeah, like fucking sneezing on the vinegar stroke. Never yeah, mind. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I
0: guess you can see where the designer was coming from. So, along the way, you'll come up against various enemies, 26 types in total, which I think is a lie, but I'm not really going to hang out on that because I can get so far in it. But some are more aggressive than others. You'll come up against boss enemies, the Andor Genesis Mothership, which throws a barrage of shots at you. Actually, they're hard to avoid. Uh, you can take out the gun turrets, or you can just destroy the t- the the core of it with a bomb uh, to defeat it instantly. That apparently was one of the
2: first instances of, ab- of, of an arcade having such a large enemy, because prior to this, all shooters were generally single screen, weren't they?
1: So this yes. was the first
2: vertical scrolling shooter. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Scramble, and Scramble had come along. That was Horry scrolling. But you would only had Space Invaders, Galaxy, and Galaga, Phoenix. Now, Phoenix has got a big mothership, I guess. Mm, got to yeah. shoot right through the base of that. But this and the arcade, and on this NES version, actually, it takes up pretty much all of the screen. Mm. And it's quite terrifying. I, I was frightened, and I, I weed myself a bit.
0: Just a bit. That's probably your age. <clears throat> Did you, um, oh, I was trying to think of the name of the arcade machine, the game where you it's single screen and you start off as a tiny ship and you can shoot at stuff and then you die and you turn into a bigger ship and then eventually a really big ship and Mooncrest, huh? Mooncrestor. Moon.
2: Well, you got Mooncrest. Yeah. Mooncrest is like the reverse of Terra Crestor also in a
0: way, isn't it? Mm, that that. Did that, that didn't have a massive boss at some point? It's got big spirally things that look like eyelashes because hmm. anyway, let's not let's not try and argue who had the biggest boss or who had the earliest boss. Because there's no answer, is there? Well, <laughs> yeah, I can't well, it is. <laughs> the
1: internet'll know it.
0: Yeah, tell us, you tell us. We <laughs> don't know, clearly. Um, so yeah, once you've beaten that big boss. But the thing is, it doesn't stop then, does it? You take out that Andor Genesis mothership, and then it just keeps going. There's no kind of mm. end of level. The scroll continues and you take out another mothership. Yeah, there's, I think on the arcade, I'm not sure how many levels there is on this.
2: We're certainly not good enough to get all the way through it, but I think there's 16 stages. That's Charlie Farr. <clears throat> yeah, there's 16 stages on the arcade, but when you reach that, but the stage numbers aren't actually identified, are they? It just keeps rolling and rolling. Yeah. And interestingly as well, it kind of rewards you for getting quite the way, the way through. If you get 70% through like a certain area, if you die, it then just roll you on to the next anyway. Unlike say Salamander mm-hmm. or Gradius where you die, you lose everything and you're back at the start, really struggling or back at that checkpoint, really struggling. Our type as well is guilty of such a thing. Um, but I think, I, think the, I think this version's got 10 stages.
1: I don't know. I don't know. But so Sullivan, so McGilligan. What were happening when it came out like? I finished. Oh, yeah. Oh, there more ahead. information about this game.
0: Yeah. I've
1: why does it, it take longer to find out the information about like listen to the information about it, than it does to play it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> because you're too hasty to make a judgment, Mr. Hayhurst. on, there. No, some parts of the game have hidden towers, such as uh, known as Soul Citadels, which you mentioned earlier, which can be found by bombing specific areas, which will cause the Soul uh, cross bomb crosshairs to flash red when flown over. You destroy hey, them. Funny, the funny. You go.
2: Ooh, ooh! Something, some erection has just appeared out of the out of the, the
0: grass. <clears throat> I never saw them. Mm. I never cause an erection. They're always in the same
1: place. <laughs> have the opposite effect.
0: <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, yellow special flags from Nankos Rally X are also found in a semi-random section of the area. Collecting it will award the player an extra life at or, or ten thousand points. That's your quite, uh, your crosshair doesn't
2: turn red when you oh. hold the flag, so you just got to pummel the the rough area where it is, and you oh, get okay. it. And that but really it's, always to, it. it's always good to have some hidden secrets in games. Don't you know, makes it up a bit.
0: Yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah,
1: but you've got to want to keep playing it to find them. Yeah, definitely. That's a very, very valid point in this game's case because I didn't find any secrets because I didn't give a shit. <laughs> well...
0: I know you're all dying to find out what Mark thought of it.
1: <laughs> Before... I bet spoilers didn't like it.
0: <laughs> Before we get into that, let's, let's check out what was going on at the time of its release in the realms of the UK music films and, of course, games way, way back when, November the 8th, 1984.
1: So, yeah, we were eight years old. And Daniel was still not sack, yeah. None years me. old.
0: The other half yeah. was just wobbling around mum's.
1: Just palms. looking at all of his friends getting spaffed onto his mum's face, wondering, <laughs> next time will it be me? I'm just
2: trying to do <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think you'd have been a, a little embryo at this point, Daniel.
0: November 8th, 1984. Hmm. Oh, so, um. No, well, I was conceived um, exactly nine months before my birth. (laughs) Really? Really. Exactly. Nine Nine months before. Who needs needs infinite monkey page (laughs) podcast? Take that, scientists.
2: Yeah, thank you. That's Brian Cox. You're up there at the top of your iTunes chart. Come here for
1: science. (laughs) The point I was I thought you were to, going to tell us some interesting shaggy story about I, your mum. I, 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 I was. thought this is going to get weird. I was. <laughs> exactly
0: nine months before my birth, when I was conceived. It's it's my mum's birthday. Ah. My mum's birthday is actually nine months
1: to the day from my from yours. Yeah. So, you're the result of a birthday shag. Looks like it.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Excellent. I'm not going to be able to look at it same if I ever see her on her birthday now, thinking, what's going to happen that night?
0: So, at this point, I would have been... I would have been November the 8th. That was 18th of October to November the 8th. I was, I'm only, like, three weeks out. Mm.
1: Don't
0: know what stage well, you are, then.
2: At three weeks old, you would have been listening to the UK Top 40. Oh, The number one single coming in your ears was a couple of fellas going by the name of... Uh, Georgios Kyriakos Panayatoy, I think I like, Oh, <laughs> oh I yeah, know. I know where and, this is going. Uh, And Andrew Ridgley, a.k.a. Wham. And they were going on all about
0: freedom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't
1: knock Wham, though, can you? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Good one. I, I, George Michael is a national treasure. I don't care if he wanked in a public toilet and smashed his car into a corner shop. I think <laughs> he's great. That, that, that reminds me of one of my favourite bits of graffiti that
0: when he crashed into the shop, snappy snaps, wasn't it, the shop? Snappy snaps. When, <laughs> when they'd removed his car and the crime scene had gone, obviously the wall was still damaged and someone went and spray-painted, wham, in big black. <laughs> <right>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: I like you not know, Say Andre Ridgley. Is that right? No, just okay. Just checking. Just checking. It, it makes him sound can't. more interesting, though. It mm-hmm. makes him sound much more interesting. Right, number two, Chaka
1: oh, I went to see her at festival. Uh, oh, is- she was on. She was. She. I, I saw her accidentally because I was waiting for Plan B, and um, she didn't chuck any cans. Ah-ha-ha. Well, she feels for you, Mark. <laughs> she was
2: good, though. Mm. She's she really good. She had a she had an album out, I think, a couple of years ago. Which She's had cool. a few. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. But her most recent output was good. I don't mean bodily output. <laughs> uh, but this this particular song, did you not know this? Was written by Prince. I didn't know this. Or rather, it's a Prince cover. It's on one of the other. But, no, it's certainly a Prince song. No, now I didn't you, know
1: this. Now you mention it. Does it make sense. It sounds like Prince, uh, like a Princey type song, yeah.
2: Well, and then I wrote these notes, and then last night I was watching Mastermind, and who wrote I Feel For You by Jackie ah, right. Carr and uh, Manic Monday by the Bengals? It's like, that's Prince because I've put it in the notes. Did he write
1: Manic Monday as well? Hmm? He did. I did not know that. He did. He thought I think he
2: wanted to um, touch her in special places. I don't Which think one's she? Any of it. She's the really attractive lead singer. Or, oh, fairly, the, 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 all the bangles were attractive. Were any of them ginger?
1: <sighs> Probably. Let me just check if any of the bangles were ginger. <laughs> and then I kind of know whether I'm interested in them or not.
2: At number four was Giorgio Moroder and Philip Oke of the Human League singing
1: Together in Electric Dream. Together in Electric Dream, okay. I think, is uh, the... One of the perfect 80s songs.
2: Yeah, uh, Philly Oakey, Philly, Philly Oake said... Philly, um, uh, you know him. He said, he wrote it in about 10 minutes, and some songs he poured over over years weren't successful whatsoever, so just goes to show that uh, lightning is magic in a bottle that can strike twice to somewhere. Be, to be fair, I don't know.
1: The, as someone who writes song use the best ones always take as long to write as they take to sing they just fall out as one complete perfect little package and there they are and if they take any longer than that they end up being nonsense <laughs> all you need to do to you know, check that out is to have a listen to anything radio did after kid a and you'll see that in practice
0: <laughs> like babies <then. laughs> the perfect amount of time well, they'll just come out as they are yes, don't spend yeah that's Enough it. to come out all wrong if you spend too long then they're also ruined. Yeah. Or a <laughs>
2: <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Albums chart, your long...
1: <laughs> moving swiftly on. Enough of this nonsense.
2: <laughs> okay. So, the number one album, back when we were all playing Xevious on the Famicom, because that's what we're here for, was Welcome to the Pleasure Dome <laughs> by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, which featured Two Tribes, Relax and the power of love a falls from above tearing my soul. I think that's right. They had a a follow-up album which bombed, and then Holly Johnson went went solo. solo. He had an album called Blast, and it had... uh, Americanos,
1: jeans and chinos. He did that. And then, what's the next line, Mark, for that while we're here then? Land of the free, oh. you can be what you I wanna know, be. You've
2: just skipped the most the, the line that no one can oh, right. yeah, Americanos, blue jeans and chinos, da, 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 da. Americanos. Oh. Something like Pepsi Canon
1: Rio or something. I don't know. Oh hang on, I'm gonna find out. Let's consult the internet. Um Americanos blue shitty what for Right. Americano. Whoa. Yeah, Coke, Pepsi, and Oreos. Coke, Pepsi, and Oreos. We didn't even know I didn't Oreos... even know they had Oreos in them we days. We Oreos were in 1984. He was so ahead of his time, wasn't he, that he envisaged Oreos before they existed. You can, uh, They're
0: vegan, aren't they, Oreos, Mark?
1: They are. They're accidentally vegan, which means I can eat them. Ooh, you can't eat them, but
0: they are shit. No, they're not. Uh, yeah, they're rubbish. they're all right. Well, they're yeah. all right. Dunked in something. Well, yeah, you know, dunk, yeah, dumped, yeah, well, so. that's the thing. That's, yeah. It's a bit like when people oh, yeah. bang on about loving Corona. You do
1: when you put lime in it. I love that anyway. So Coronitas is uh, good, 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 good number, number three. And they've got ketchup on. No, you like ketchup. Go on. Go
2: on. At number three in the album charts, give my regards to Broad Street,
1: the original song No, track. what's number three in the album charts. Give my regards to Broad Street. Well, I'm not interested in doing that. Just tell me what number 3 is. Give my regards to Broad Street. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh, with, so I see where are going now? The original soundtrack by uh, the film that Paul McCartney. Well, it's it's a bit 80s, it's a bit naff, but it's got uh absolute 80s classic no more lonely Night. no more lonely nights never be a no more lonely nights. It's got lots of air drums in it. Check that out.
1: Does he knock his microphone
0: like you just did? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had, I had Spotify going on the other day, mentioning Paul yeah. McCartney, and it was on some random playlist. I don't know what it was, Discover Weekly or something. <clears throat> and some craftwork like music started playing. I'm like, oh, digging this. I was in the shower, grooving around to it. You know, when you have them 45-minute showers, instead of actually getting washed, you just stand there getting wet. But um, I thought, well, what, who is this? So I had to go grab my phone. And I'm like, Paul McCartney. I'm not having that. No, that's this must be wrong. Temporary. Um, Secretary. Yeah. Temporary. Temporary.
1: Secretary. Like, what the I'm, hell? I'm missing out on something. Have a listen to you it. It yeah. sounded
0: like he got a, a synthesizer for Christmas and we'll just try out. I'll queue it up. I'm going to queue it up. Off now. Paul McCartney too. So, so Paul
2: McCartney did loads of, loads of good beans. When he left the Beatles, he did an album called McCartney. Which he was just self recorded everything, played all the instruments on himself, just to get him away from the Beatles and anything else really. And then he did Wings, and then when I think Wings fell apart, he did McCartney Two. Just him again. And then about three months ago he released McCartney Three, which the COVID lockdown, everything pushed him towards just well, I'm just gonna knock up an album. And it is also now, excellent.
1: Oh, is it? I'm gonna say is this like his voice is struck jaws
2: three. So for someone oh. who had such a, a fantastic range, particularly at the Beatles, is I think you could tell he's... well, is it he, poor. He's in his bloody seventies,
1: <laughs> so. It's oh, well, he's, he's done some good stuff. But, I mean, beat the Beatles aside, he's still done some really good stuff, and not he? You know, Frog Chorus and. Well, Frog Chorus.
2: Right, a bit naff, but Frog Chorus was <laughs> was in. It was played in the cinemas before this film, Broad Street. That's yeah. uh, kind of like, you know, you used to get cartoons before you watched the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that frog chorus. Number four in the album charts was Eliminator by ZZ op
0: All to
1: do with the boat. What's ropes. that?
2: Oh, ZZ Top, sorry.
1: Oh, ZZ Top, ZZ Top. <laughs> which featured the,
2: uh, their, their big hit singles, Gimme all your loving. And that song about legs, which had some woman who knew how to use them. Which is quite just, good if you've got legs, because if you don't know how to use them, you're just gonna drag them behind you.
1: <laughs> just crawl along the floor with two dandly wastes of space. I think that's what they were getting. With at. Ten little stumpy appendages on. Or
0: sit in a yeah. wheelchair and kinetically go, move it go. with your mind. Oh. Professor X. Yeah. yeah. He can move things with his mind. Why not just move I his like
1: legs? Surely yeah. <laughs> 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 it's not beyond the realms of his superpowers. What, you, what you've
2: done there is confuse his superpowers. He's, he's telepathic. It's Gene Grey who's telekinetic. Yeah. It was telekinetic.
1: Well,
0: you're what? So, you're telling me that every time he wanted to move his wheelchair, he had to think of someone else and get her to move his wheelchair for him? <laughs> Maybe that's what. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She's like a nurse.
1: <laughs> so, I need mean, this shit. And then he just channels into his powers, and someone pushes him to but tie you it. don't
2: have to, Gene Grail just remove it for him.
0: <laughs> with a back and who then,
1: just extract I, this shit straight out of its trouser leg
0: And then cyclops it cyclops, cyclops, cyclops <laughs> the <basket> away.
1: <laughs> and then Wolverine, Wolverine rolls over it with some like cat litter. <laughs> and that is why we've never been asked to write an X-Men film.
2: <laughs> Triple X-Men. <laughs> so we, talking of X-Men and well, tangentially, we'll move on to the film chance. <laughs> what? I wonder where that link is. Where's the yeah. X-Man in this? There isn't, there isn't, but there was an X-Man film once. Oh, uh, right. Number one in the film charts was a film I've not seen, a very British film called A Private Function, starring Michael Palin, Maggie Smith, Denham Elliott, and it was co-written by Alan Bennett, and it looks like a, a very lovely, lovely, lovely film. It's set yeah. in post-war Britain or, or during during the World War Two and there's something about some ration books, but they have a pig, and they don't want to kill the pig, and something or other. It's I'm not sure. That's me.
1: all I got from the trailer. Um, never heard of it. This has totally passed me by. So either it's shite, or it's just managed to totally pass me by. I haven't seen this either. No, it rings no bells whatsoever with oh, me. We better move on, then. At number three,
2: Conan the Destroyer. Yay! See Walter, Conan the road off, because there's been an accident?
1: Um, they, well, Conan, Conan. Conan the road. I liked Conan the Destroyer. Um, I mean, it was a softer version of the first one, but I thought it was really good. It was good fun with Conan yeah. the Destroyer. They
2: wanted this to be a bit more family-friendly, didn't they? And I think there's a high level of nudity and violence in Conan
1: the Barbarian. I think, so there's, I think there's still a some bits and bobs in uh, in this one. I don't think it were a PG or anything in the UK. I'm just going we? to... We didn't have we? didn't have They had... You've got... Our, it says... I'm just checking now. It says here, UK, 15, cut. So it got cut to get a 15. Crikey. Do you follow Arnold Schwarzenegger
0: so, on YouTube? Do you subscribe I to the follow channel? I don't follow anyone. We'll follow him round his house. <clears throat> Well, I subscribe to his YouTube channel, and he recently addressed the internet, post um, the, all the Americans try to take over the government, or take down the government, whatever you want to call it. Just not accept that Trump lost, and he's giving his big speech, sat in his, his, his uh, big oak desk, going, yeah, 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 I came to this country, yeah, all that jazz. And he said, meanwhile, he's sat there, he's got this big sword, and I'm like, what's he doing with this? Why is he sat there with a sword? And then, eventually, <laughs> after about five minutes, of sat holding a sword. <laughs> Uh, When you temper a sword, you smash it, uh, put it into the fire, you take it out, put it into the water, (laughs) you smash it with a hammer, (laughs) and you put it back in the fire, you temper it to get stronger. (laughs) That's like how democracies get stronger. Uh,
2: He's dedicated to his metaphors, isn't he?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Wow.
2: Maria, Maria. Maria, I'm not going to do the accent because I can't do it. Maria, I've got to get this point across to these people. Get me a sword
0: (laughs) now. Well, his point, his point was the sword was from Conan. It, this is from Conan. Oh, was uh, it? Was
1: it was the Conan sword. sword. Um, but yeah, I watched a horror film recently called Daniel Isn't Real, and his son was in it. Arnold Schwarzenegger's son was in it as uh, some. The it was quite good actually. It's about some guy who's got an imaginary friend called Daniel, and then he has a. a um, he, he creates him when he has a traumatic experience as a kid, and then this Daniel tries to get him to kill his mum so he, he gets he locks psychologically locks him away, uh, and they're going for therapy later in life. And this guy goes, "Maybe you should let him out and see what happens," and it all goes tits up. It's really good, but yeah, it's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son that is the psycho in it, and he does a really good job. Yeah. They, they were gonna do a, so yeah, gonna do a, that's worth a look.
2: They were going to do a third Conan film, but uh, all, that? they all melted away. Did they did the concept? It was ice cream Conan.
1: <laughs> Number four oh, in your dear. film. Uh, <laughs> not, your f- what about um, that UHF film where they've got that little sketch in for Conan the Librarian? <laughs> <laughs> Do not understand the Dewey Decimal System! <laughs> Boom.
2: Number four in the chart <laughs> Romancing the Stone, starring Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, and Little Danny DeVito. Yay, Directed that's another proper, proper slice of 80s. Though. Directed by Bob Zemeckis. This was on tell it other day. It was, it was on. TV Did you watch it? Uh, I mean, it? It's really it, good. It's easy to, they we're obviously capital, two or three, we're at, what, 84? So are we three years after Raiders?
1: Yeah, yeah so we're like trying that. to capitalise on that and Alan Quartermain type adventures and stuff. But it's actually I think it was like a kind of, okay, how do we make an Indiana Jones but get more chicks involved? Because like this many people watched Indiana Jones. That- if we can get all the women to, to watch it as well, then we're laughing. So it was basically Indiana Jones and a, a rom-com smashed together, was Yeah,
2: it? yeah. And but- it's also really good. And at the time, it is- I'd have been eight I don't think I saw it upon release. I'm Because at, at, at our age, we watched everything on video, didn't we? And I can remember watching it and thinking, he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. That that guy who's a bit like Indiana Jones, he's cool. And it's actually Michael Douglas.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he, he's cool. <laughs> I don't know. He can be cool, can't he, in certain films? He is cool. He's cool, I suppose. Cooling Ant-Man. What is, he, what is he not cool in? Catherine uh, Is it in the band Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct? Uh that's a good point. what yeah. is he not cooling yeah. That's a good. Yeah. I can't change right. that man. Wall Street. Yeah. Cool as well. Uh um, not cool. Yeah. oh um, yeah. I think it's cool in them films. It's, cooling. it's good in Amsterdam. It's cool
2: in streets of San Francisco because it's got a good.
1: He's amazing in falling I think down. he loses his cool. So maybe oh, the, maybe he's a bit a he's a bit like um I don't know, like blue cheese like the thought of him is worse what than about actual the experience. Yeah. Black rain. Oh yeah, that were terrible. And disclosure with Demi Moore. I didn't mind that, because Demi Moore got a tits Whoa.
2: out. Oh <laughs> Demi. Demi Spoiler. Well in, in, in the interest of being in the interest of equality, Michael Douglas
0: got his bum out. Uh, is that, is yeah. that equality? I don't know. I don't <laughs> balance. I don't think bums are <laughs> are equally as rude as breasts. You can't put your Todger on although post-game. it's not the breast, is it? It's just the nipple. It's always the nipple. <laughs> The nipple's not short, yeah. it's not rude. That's it. somehow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're a gaming podcast. Oh, we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all you listeners will be sat
2: there going, when are we going to get back to these bloody games? I went alive in 1984, maybe. Uh, November the 8th, 1984, it was issue 37 of Computer and Video Games Magazine on the shelves and Woolworths. World War. World War. And the because, again, it's only been going about three years, just over three years now, CMVG, and it's still very, very much all about programming. The back third of this is taken up with just program listings for you to type in yourself. There's a massive uh, supplement in it all about MSX, trying to flog the MSX. There's a section about the recently released Back in April, Amstrad CPC 464. So you could tell it's all very much computer <coughs> and not many video games. But mm. it's a bit thin. But in terms of video games, there were a couple of things that jumped out at me here. Pajama Rama from Microgen on the Spectrum, which is the second release after Automania in the Wally Week series of games. Which after this followed, everyone's on Wally and Herbert's Dummy Run, and three weeks yeah. in
1: I thought Everyone's Wally was the first, so... It's certainly the
2: first we played back in the day, because it had... Yeah, definitely it had the, the first on on yeah. the, the flip side of the, the tape. Yeah. Da-da-da-da.
1: Da-da-da-da. yeah.
2: But this was... Uh, before this, from a personal perspective, we'd only played things like, well, it would call Classic Adventure on the Amstrad, but It was Colossal Caves. or We'd only ever done uh, typing-type adventures. And I can't remember. Maybe maybe the Magic Knight games were around this time as well. I can't remember playing things which were an adventure game where you actually were a sprite and you moved as opposed to just text adventures. Yeah, what changed that? This,
1: is what you're saying.
2: I think graphical fidelity changed it. I think more power... Yeah. Not
1: it was point. the ability to
2: do it, wasn't it, that, that changed? It. I was playing Colossal Caves the other day. You can play it online. There's a website, and I, you Google it, you'll find it. So you could play that old uh, classic adventure, Colossal Caves. You are in a gully stream, twisty maze, flowing passages, the wizard is watching you. I felt uh, I felt like it again. But, CMVG, Pajama Rama is a little gem which will keep you Ooh. for weeks if not months, here at CMBD, we liked it so much that we're sticking it in our hall of fame. Make sure, make sure Santa sticks one in your stocking this Christmas. I think they mean the game, not like it's dodger.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: Also reviewed was Perils of Minor Willie. On the is this
1: before or after? <laughs> Do. This
2: is after. This is a. This is a Vic After,
1: after Jet Set.
2: And yeah, and Manic Miner. This is a Vic Twenty oh, only release. This. So they go on to say comparisons with the original game are inevitable, even if they are a little unfair. No, the game's not as good as the original Manic Miner or Jet Set Willie, but it is one of the best climbing games I have seen on Vic Twenty. <laughs> That's an interesting turn of phrase, isn't it? So This shows how early yeah. we are in 1984. There was no platformer. <laughs> Without
1: platforming. yeah, not we've not coined that phrase. Despite
2: yet. obviously Mario was out with a pack land, and you know the, but I guess yeah, I guess we'd not coined that genre. would just it's a climbing game, or it's there's no actual um, climbing, like no, it's, it's it looks like a Manic Miner remix. So I've never played it. I've never owned a Vic Twenty. Uh, I went, I
1: had a. Who actually. did. Um, it seems it seems a bit of a strange. Um,
2: yeah, I don't know if Matthew Spain. Smith. I mean, this is I probably should have done the research on this, but I don't know if Matthew Smith actually had a hand in this. Uh, I know that he's not done so great from a mental health perspective in, in intervening years and stuff. I think he just um, I don't know if he in drugs and that led to uh, some kind of mental instability or something. But I think he's coming back out of it. He's done. He's done a various appearances. It's like play Expo and stuff. So that's good. But I think he just made loads of money and went to be crackers with it. And you would do it, because yeah. you were only young. But yeah, it looks like a, looks like a Manic minor remix to me. Uh, tell us if I'm wrong, because that's the internet's job. Moving on to the charts are specifically the Daily Mirror
0: Top 30. Software Top 30. <laughs> Daily Mirror. That's where Mirror. I go for all my gaming news. The Daily Mirror. I'm looking at the <laughs> daily mirror. Why I'm oh, looking for God. what
2: games to play? Ooh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what happened to Michael Jackson. So number one here is Daily Thompson's Decathlon, that perpetual breaker of joysticks that we all had. If you it was good, though, wasn't it was good, it? Uh, graphically excellent. excellent. And if you'd like to take, if you want to smash your Kempston to pieces, Daley Thompson's uh, Decathlon's a one for you. Uh, number two in the charts was uh, Daley Thompson's Decathlon. <laughs> this time oh. on the Commodore, not the Spectrum. That's cheating, that. That's taking two slots up. Uh, Monty Mole could have been in there at number two, but unfortunately, he's been pushed down to number three. So there's a few classics in here. Jet Set Willy, Sabre Wolf, it's The not- Ultimate, a.k.a. Rare. Is Monty Mole the same mole
0: as Monty on the Run?
2: It is Monty Mole. Yep. Yeah. Monty on the Run. half the
0: same Monty. Uh, God, and I don't know the series, but we had—I think we had Monty on the Run. Was it? Music was brilliant. We did Monty as well. Music was yeah. brilliant for
2: that. Didn't they have? Didn't they do a Super Mole as well? I don't know.
1: It was no Spiky Harold,
2: worry. No, no Spikey Harold, the slowest head platform. In fact, Spiky Harold—that just the, the entire sprite took up all of the screen. <laughs> look. look <at> <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a few. Cl- you got Beachhead in here.
0: Medic. Interestingly,
2: column in the chart shows all the releases uh, on what platforms they're on, and they're all on Commodore or Spectrum, with uh, <laughs> a single entry. Been uh, Micro Olympics on the BBC. That Lightning like Olympics, but very small. Yeah.
1: And Frack,
2: which is on the the console or computing
0: platform called Other.
1: <laughs> All right, nice.
0: It's, available, uh, it's, it's on the BBC, but it's also available on Other. That's what that column means. That's so frack. Available. That's it. It just says Other. That's no, it. it says BBC. Oh, yeah, so, uh, I thought, well, okay. It's also Maybe available be- on other, which ah, I don't know what right. the other is, but well, Ghostbusters in there. I see Ghostbusters around the edge of well, that. Uh, yep, fresh- and there's an advert there for Ghostbusters.
2: I actually owned this on the Amstrad back in the day, and it come in one of those, like you know, when VHS, VHS used to come in like those soft, squidgy, like a book.
1: Yeah, and then it had like a, a plasticky like, insert, yeah, had, like a padded outside. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, that, yeah. There's an advert here, and you thought it was just a movie coming
1: soon from Activision, and it was. It was a very good game that, and it was back in them days. You never really finished games; it was quite hard to finish them, and that was one of the ones that was achievable to finish. And not only could you finish it, but then when you started it again, it give you a code, and that started your bank account with more money, so you could have a better car and better ghost traps and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So it had good replay ability. Do
2: you play it on your granddad's Commodore 64 or on the Amstrad?
1: I played it on the Commodore 64. Which
2: is probably why you could finish it, because I had it on the Amstrad and I couldn't get you couldn't get through the door at the end, past the marshmallow man. Mm-hmm. Every Well, I could. Is that, perhaps, is that a thing? I don't know. I couldn't do it anyway. Yeah. It was good anyway. It had the little voice.
1: He slimed me and all that kind of
2: stuff. It was good. Designed by David Crane, who did Pitfall. Among yeah, right. things, okay. so I think originally it was it wasn't designed as a Ghostbusters game. I think it designed it as something else. Hence the grid, and then they just kind of said, and and you know, building up your car in your garage, which you don't do in film. Mm. You just buy an old knackered hearse, and mm. so and then they managed to uh, switch it up to be a Ghostbusters. But
0: what's that mean, that, that's
2: that's games, right. but just going back to seeing VG and it being early and stuff like that. The, the, there's a letter here in the page which sums up the state of the computer where, where we were with computer games and computers and home computing Dear Sir, I own a Commodore 64 and I'm having trouble in the area of smooth scrolling for a car racing game. Could you please give me <laughs> some information on this subject Geoffrey Carew, Dublin, Ireland to which the reply is basic scrolling is too slow Therefore, a machine code routine should be incorporated into the basic program using raster interrupts, which produce very smooth scrolling. Such a routine was published in Commodore Computing International, Volume 2, Number 2, available from Nick Hampshire Publications. So it was still very much, you've got a computer, you're coding, you're not gaming, despite being in the title. So, how things have changed there?
1: Eh? I still do bits and bobs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the least fun part, isn't it? That's what I went to university well, for originally. And I thought, fuck, it, you know, this is dull, and I hate it. I enjoy it, man. No. I like it. Are you autistic?
2: Yeah.
0: Wow, there you go. <laughs> 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 I can't to I couldn't be fucked with it. And you debug something, why does this not work? Oh, look, this is a semicolon out of place. Fuck
1: off. It's 100% true where it said being a developer is like being, debugging is like being a detective when you're also the murderer. <laughs> <laughs> you're just <laughs> looking around, What the fuck have I done here? <laughs> true. true. A lot of the, a lot of time wondering what you fucked up.
2: A lot of mo- the modern editors are good now. I'm trying to get yeah. into Python at the minute for automation for work and stuff, but a lot of the editors now tell you where your brackets have been missed. and. Yeah. they highlighted so that's a lot easier but yeah back in the day
1: syntax
2: error that's it they had it back in the day yeah, syntax error, syntax error. in my <laughs> yeah. thousand
1: lines of code yeah
2: yeah somewhere but that's it actually cultural that that is culture in 1984 in a yogurt pot not a nutshell let's
1: get back to this pile of sh- let's get back to this game and see what we thought of it then eh? i don't
0: remember any of that cultural interlude because i wasn't around so thanks <laughs> for filling me in on to Zevius. What did you reckon, Sol? Well, no, we'll go with Mark's a be quicker.
1: Shit. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought it were really thin. On- <laughs> I, I, it, it looked terrible. Um, I mean, it's, it moved all right, and you shot stuff and it blew up, but it, it just looked awful, and the sound wasn't very good either. Um and I was thinking this is like there's no excuse for this being this shit. Um and then I thought what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go find the arcade original version and have a play of that and just see how badly they've messed this up. And then when I played the arcade original, I was like, Oh right, it is shit. <laughs> so the part I do so the one thing they got right was like it was a very honest part. Well it you apparently know?
2: the the developer who's who I can't pronounce, but Daniel Kax is good at Japanese. He helped port it across to the Famicom as well. So you've you've got to give points for it being pretty much everything's in the same place. All the enemies on the floor, all the hidden
1: secrets. Uh, uh, it, it's Ooh, cool. So what well, I should be impressed because everything's just as shit as it is in the arcade. <laughs> it's an an part. Yeah, it is an accurate. have got to give it that. You? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, um. When I was listening to some of the bits you were saying earlier on, you know, maybe my opinion of it is unnecessarily harsh. I wasn't aware it was the first one that scrolled, and obviously that was a game-changing thing to happen, Um, getting things away from a fixed screen to actually scrolling. I can see that that's a massive innovation. Um, So my opinion slightly changes there, and obviously my opinion is skewed by the fact that this particular genre now is so fine-tuned and perfect that... Um, when you go back and play something where there's no power-ups, there's no real collectibles, you know, you're just shooting. You're just shooting and shooting and bombing and bombing and nothing really ever changes other than shooting and bombing and it doesn't even look nice. So, like I say, I think I might be unnecessarily harsh. If if you look, yeah,
2: absolutely. If you look at all your bullet hell shooters that are coming out or, or have recently come out of Japan, if you look at the likes of Truxton, uh, other uh, vertical scrollers. That uh, Raiden is is a prime mm. example of a natural evolution from this. Mm. It's very much similar. Big bosses at the end, but it's got it's tweaked. It's got collectibles. If you die, you get those collectibles back. You've got different lasers and stuff. But so maybe maybe history's not been too kind to it.
1: In that regard, but I think to
2: have this
1: to get to for the other stuff to come along. However, though, if we were reviewing it as a how important was this game as an arcade thing, I think my opinion would be slightly different to how good this is a NES game because the long and short of it is it's fucking (laughs) shite. So, yeah, um, I think so. um, Basically, my score was going to be three, but I'm bumping it to four just for, for. its
0: historical significance. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. It's you can claim that a lot a lot of other games owe their existence to this, which which does make it culturally, historically significant. That doesn't mean playing it now makes it any better a game to play. So well, I'm with you.
1: On this subject Oh, sorry, on this subject, all well, I remember, sorry to deviate from this, but I didn't know until I finished Demon's Souls recently. Um, one of the guys, there's a, a tribute after Demon's Souls to one of the guys who was instrumental in the sort of um, not being willing to compromise on his vision for how it should be. That game should operate and should run. And he never got to see what an impact he actually made on gaming, which is quite sad because that game... It was kind of overlooked, and it only came out in Japan originally, and then it came out in England. That game was one that was overlooked for uh, for an entire generation, really, until Dark Souls came out. And then now it's a genre all of its own. But sorry, I digress. It just it, popped it, into my it, head. And I well, sad. that's a fair part. I didn't
2: know. Is he, I take it he's passed away, then.
1: You must have done not the, not the main guy, the one that's still controlling from software that did Bloodborne and he's doing Elden Ring and all that. It must be one of the original guys that was on the. But yeah, that, that's one. like you said, it, it's
2: these pivotal games. When Demon Souls did come out, I can remember spouting off on various forums saying, I'm really enjoying this. And people just watched him and went, That's crap. Yeah, it was I never bothered. With and it. likewise, I think you're right to you draw parallels with this. I mean, you can easily—I played this on Mame as well as as well as playing on the NES, and that's how I—that's how I knew it were very accurate. But without this, from a vertical shooting point of view, mm. where would you be?
1: Yeah, because like I say, I mean that was its evolution, wasn't it? Sorry, Dan, I totally interrupted.
0: No, no, you know. no, you're right, and I, I might—I might have to go back and try Demon Souls then, because. I don't like Bloodborne, maybe the actual genesis of the game might appeal to me better and make me appreciate Bloodborne more. I don't know. Probably not.
1: For me, all, the, all, all of them do is make me go back to Bloodborne. So i finished Demon's Souls and now I'm back on Bloodborne again. <laughs> God,
0: too, can't keep playing the same game.
1: No, I, 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 I can't with any other game. <laughs> it's really weird in any other game I cannot
0: but there's, some, there's something about that I just yeah I have to keep going back but Xevious I yeah there, there's, there's probably because of but you see no I was going to say probably because of the, the, <laughs> the age it was you don't get any pickups you don't get any power ups did you not get power ups in any games before this In in any shooting games before 1983
1: no I don't think you really did, did you? Uh, you had a shield, in asteroid deluxe. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you go in yeah, you didn't, um, you didn't really have anything, did you? I'm
2: trying to think. Again, internet, right in, because we can't be bothered to research. But we need Vic or Sean to tell us.
0: I'm sure. Yeah, they'd tell us straight off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. And boys. Scared they'd tell us. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think much of it. It's only sixteen one. Um, that you them cheap sixteen ones you can get from. China or wherever and you can select which games pop up on the menu and this along with games that need things like a wheel um, uh, uh, it's it's switched off all the time because I played it and went oh, I'll keep going and see how far I get until it gets interesting and good and it doesn't
1: Yeah, I mean you, you look at this next to something like the Star Wars arcade machine and the two things look an entire generation apart from each other though don't they and they come out at the same time
0: but still, I think I'd rather play that frame. Kind of vector. Yeah, the the, the old Star Wars mm. game and go down the
1: trench. This. Just- no, I would, but that's what I'm saying. You know, the, we're giving this all plaudits for scrolling upwards, but in Star Wars, and they came out at the same time. Yeah. I felt like I were in a fucking X-wing. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I'm with you, Mike. I'd probably go for a four. It never got interesting enough for me, but it's not. But the only thing that really marked it down for me, in fact, I'm going to go back down for three, was the the music. The music existed, the music consisted of about six notes repeated.
1: Horrible. Yeah,
0: it's horrible. Oh, fuck. Terrible. What?
2: On on that, I'll jump in then. On. Certainly on the music, I've been streaming this for um, uh, on Twitch, and I think I've probably got about four to six hours worth of playtime on in this game. So as opposed to maybe you guys who have got about six seconds or six minutes, I'm not not sure. But for the for the cars, I thought I'll put some time into this. Well regarded. <laughs> Let's see what it's all about. Because he, I can't I can't just stream it for six minutes and log off. So I thought I'll jump on. And Rob jumped on, a.k.a. Big Louie, and he, he was told to turn it off by his wife because <laughs> <laughs> he said, I've got to go. The wife is like, what's that noise? And it wasn't my Yorkshire accent. It was the game just blasting out of the speakers. I'm going to have to go, otherwise I'm going to get a divorce. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes i agree the music is poor and it definitely needs marked down now the music's not much better on the arcade but at least it's got better sound it's a bit more fidelity so it, right? it's not as, yeah more fidelity it's not as shrill but what i will say is from playing it that amount of time uh, apart from it raging my thumb because th- th- this d-pad on the famicom is not up to playing uh playing shoot 'em ups. Uh I was left with blistered thumbs after playing it for a couple of hours. But I I enjoyed it. There's a couple of bad things about it though. Uh you go up and down the screen faster than you go left and right, which makes you diagonals and very for a shooter you need you need to be evasive, don't you? You need fast, rapid, mm-hmm. reactive controls. This is lacking on that. Yeah. And also the it's been stretched to like four three. Well, it's been it's been stretched to like what? Yeah, it's been stretched to four three as opposed to like a proper vertical screen. So it doesn't it don't look as good. But it, I think there's there's a good game here. I think for the NES. I think I I actually enjoyed it once I knew where the secrets were, where the flags were, and the Soul towers. That became a challenge in itself to to start trying to find these, take these out. Shoot everything now. There's an interesting AI side to this game as well. The more that you shoot, the better the game thinks you are. The you know we said there's 26 enemies. The 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 more aggressive enemies it sends towards you. And apparently, I didn't I didn't have time to to prove this or not. But you know there's some towers on the floor that you can bomb that shoot you. You know the enemies mm-hmm. on the floor. There's some that just don't do anything. They're just the light structures. You can blow them up for points. Apparently, the if you blow those up, that stops sending information back to the bad guys, so they send weaker enemies on towards you. Apparently. Subsequent oh, right. reading. I didn't pick up on that in all of my time. So the more you destroy in the air and the more you destroy on the floor keeps the game a little bit evenly balanced. And again, I think you mentioned it earlier, Dan, about the AI of the enemies flying away from you. Which I, did, yeah. is, I, I like. I don't... I don't if you if you liken it to Galaxian, where they just kamikaze, torpedo at you, it gives it quite a bit of an evasive, realistic feeling. You can't, you, you really want to shoot them. I mean, my history with this, I played it at Arcade Club a few minutes, and I exactly yeah. thought the same of you guys. That's crap. Why is this Why, why is mm. one? God, I know it's slowed loads, but God, that's rubbish. And I've walked away. Now, playing it for as long as I have, I don't know, I've come, to, I've come to really like it a bit. And then I jumped back, I jumped to Mame and, and I thought, well, that's a pretty good conversion. He said, I'm getting bang into it. I
0: suppose it's a bit like horses, isn't it? Because horses are shit, aren't they, really? When you consider, like, <laughs> because you get out of your car and you jump on a horse and you're like, fucking hell, this is rubbish. But if you're, if you're riding them about a bit and you're like going through forests and shit, you're like, well, this is pretty fun. Um, but to jump straight out of a car and go back to a horse, it's just shit.
1: No, <laughs> right. no idea where that parallel. That, came, is, bro. that
0: is very similar to Anna <laughs> Schwarzenegger's sword analogy. <laughs> <laughs> the point being you needed the horse to get to the car eventually. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I just walked
2: down the drive to my car. Yeah. I don't get on a horse. It's not named horse. I think I've misunderstood your analogy. Willing I think I've I've willingly misunderstood it for, for to for a bit.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed it. So
2: all right then. So a Woogers, you give it four, Mark, you give it three, Daniel, because you've taken one off it because the music is akin to being stabbed in the ears. Yeah, and, and yeah. No. Well it's I was I was going to give it a seven because I thought it was
1: fuck off. yeah
2: absolutely. But it gets it gets a six because of the music. But I I honestly think and this is what t- t- you know opinions are like ourselves we've all got one. I think that I think there's a good game here and I think it's a I think it's it, it's good. And the amount of time I spent with it, I've come to I've come to love it. I think it's a little plucky
0: little upstart and I'm sticking up for it. The problem is what's there is good. There's just not enough of it, but. It's because of what it is, isn't it? It's because it's an early uh, representation of these kind of games. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to score it highly just because it's historically significant. That And looking at it now, if I'd have played it on my laptop or a telly, I would have probably marked it down more. I played it on my Retroid pocket, so it's got a little screen. So it didn't look as bad, didn't the stuff. Everything looks quite nice on a small screen. But you stretch these things up, and they look a bit gashed out there. Yeah. In fairness to that, yeah, the, the NES does as best. <laughs> could, and maybe because
2: it's early in it, like any systems' early days, they, they're not getting the best out of it. I mean, compare like the graphical fidelity of this to say Mario Three or something. But mm. uh, it, it could have got a little bit close to the arcade. I mean, w- w- arcades. Uh, when you come across the desert, there's massive Inca-style um, birds in in the sand and things like that and they're missing from it so but yeah six it's getting a six from me
1: with i think, bracket, I think seven. Generous. i'm looking now at where that um sits on our leaderboard and it puts it level pegging with icky um I don't know if maybe icky, icky is I so you've got in, in that sort of range um so um We've given this a thirteen. So Icky got thirteen. Dino Ricky got twelve. Treasure Master got a twelve. Oh, I certainly better than Treasure For me it's, Master. That's interesting. It's it's
2: head and shoulders better than Treasure Master.
1: It is that, um, but um. And Icky's got, but yeah,
2: Icky's got scroll problems. So that 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 can do one. But I've enjoyed it. You know what my fun fact is. <laughs> sit down and strap in. His facts are like a slap. It's coming at you
0: so, so fast. It's Dan's Fun Fact. There's nothing fun about it. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> it's taken us
2: so, 24, 24 games
0: to, to get to that. I think we're done.
1: So what what could we have? We could have had, we
0: could have had the... the Myriad of other X-letter games out there starts off with. Oh, close me notes This down. is
2: spooky, right? There's nothing start. They all start with Z.
0: Phonetically. <laughs> close the nuts down. Fucking
1: idiot. All sorts of spookinesses today, isn't there? There's him in his nine months. All these games starting <laughs> with
2: X. I <laughs> <laughs>
1: What could we what what could we have been playing other than this pile of
0: pop Well, as you can imagine there isn't every time you guys call it out, I, I want to stick up for it. <laughs> Sorry, come on. Well, instead of playing this bag of shit, um we could have been playing <laughs> some of the many other games that you might imagine begin with the letter X, the other
1: Flethora three X games. <laughs> is that all there is?
0: Oh no, other other two, there's a total of three according to well, no, I'm sure. That's yeah, I think there were. I think
2: there was three. There's these two and a casino-type
0: gambling game, Xenophobe. <laughs> Sunsoft part of the baller ballet midway arcade game. I yeah, it's, it's like okay. a side sidescroller. If I
2: remember it rightly, it's a. It looks at first glance like spy versus spy type layout.
1: Someone who hates another country. Mm. Yeah,
0: it's. Um, yeah, it is You're one on top, one underneath. You just shoot
1: Yeah,
2: You just shoot racists. Some <laughs>
0: people who don't like people from other countries and cultures. Interesting. I think, I think that's right. Interestingly, the word xenophobic came from this game where you go into space and shoot aliens. Um, we could have also been playing Zex which is actually spelled X-E-X-Y-Z. Obviously, it's pronounced Zex, isn't it? Not x x x
2: Now, this looks yeah. special.
1: It looks sexy. A
0: side-scrolling yeah. Metroidvania platformer. Uh, sure. why did we get this? What
1: is up with that randomizer?
0: It's an bad. God, it's the worst. I'm not it's the worst it's way, it's way of picking games. But it looks good, it's this. Yeah,
2: it does look good. versus platformer... T- MetroVania type stuff with uh, proper shoot 'em ups. I can only tell. I would prefer play.
1: Or it's it.
0: X E X Y Z, which is probably why it didn't sell very well. I imagine. If if another comment
2: <laughs> on the YouTube video that I've linked.
1: Oh yeah, this looks proper good.
2: Yeah, everyone. In the in the YouTube comments that I saw, why wasn't this any better? Why didn't this get the recognition it deserves? I've been thinking about this game for years. You've made my day, la la la. So it's certainly got some love out there. So we had four games, and the randomizer gave us an arcade classic, but it could have given us
0: this. Yeah, I would out. have much rather played that. Ah well, although it looks in 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 not not in setting, but in style, it looks a little bit like um, Project Doom, Vice Project Doom. Yeah, yeah. I can see why. Vice at the top, Yeah, and that was good. So, yeah, maybe there's a the formula for it. So, um, yeah, what else? What? What's this little shit going to make us play next time? <laughs> yeah, we better, um, better go see what it's up to, haven't we?
1: Are you wanting another game? I know you enjoyed Xevious so much. Ah, oh, didn't you? Good. Because you idiots. Anyway, I'll get you another game. I'll get you a really, really good one this time. Maybe. Idiots. You can have you maze. No, I didn't say you amazing. You maze, idiot. <laughs> you maze like why you maze? Why you?
0: You, you maze maze. You,
1: ooh, ma- ooh, you maze you I'm assuming it's a maze as in a puzzle, not a maze as in what used to make puffed crisps. You maze, yeah,
0: well, <laughs> yeah. The,
2: the wheat derivative.
1: Yeah. I don't even know what it maze looks is. Like- Sweet. I just had look. It looks like Old Mummy
0: on the CPC 4.6. So a quick Google tells me this is a, it's not a NES game. It's a Famicom disc system game. Are we having that? Oh, cheers, randomizer. I don't have a disc
2: system. Looks like emulation all around then. Mm. We having that? We're still having it? All right. <laughs> well, but the we've got to do what the randomizer says. He is a randomizer. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> anyway feedback <laughs> a couple of things uh, Rick Six good old Rick Six has reappeared from, from when he has been uh, commenting on the Mega Drive I, I shared on Twitter that the results of the poll or at least the pie chart of the poll which shows the Mega Drive to be in the lead so if you don't want if you don't want that and get voting, or if you do want that, vote some more. Uh, but he just went, yeah, boy. So I think he wants the mega drive. So, you know, vote on that. Uh, also, Mark, what no gravy? What no gravy? What no gravy. He tagged us in a picture of a beer he was drinking, because I know he likes his uh, real ale and what have you, as we all do. We all like a drink, don't we? It's good. He tagged us in a beer he was drinking called Ancients of Moo, Moo. <laughs> 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 <Okay>. <laughs> on account of on account of our regular KLF uh, input into this podcast, which was nice of him. Thank you very much, sir. Have you seen the KLF have come back out and created a pyramid of people's ashes or something recently? And they've yeah, released lot of old music.
1: Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, I, I haven't read too much details. So don't tell me too much because it's something I tend to look up now that I've finished yeah, demons off.
2: They've put all their, all their, a lot of their old back catalogue back up on streaming servers and such, but still not. You've not got uh, any any of their albums yet, I don't think. So it looks like they might be mellowing in their old age. But that's mm. your feedback. Mm. Uh, but if you do want to uh, uh, get in touch with us, you can always send us an email, uh, which we'll
0: get on to now, Daniel. Yes. How can... yes. Yes, if you do want to get hold of us, well, you could join our Discord that's um, early days. I mean, a lot of people there. It's quite quiet. Come on, get in there. Get rowdy. Yeah, I mean, the whole point
2: of that Discord is that if anybody wants to play something of some kind online or even just drop in for a chat, that's what it's there for. We, we've used it for playing uh, Among Us and various other gubbins. But yeah, it's good as Discord for,
0: for cross-platform chat while you're all streaming. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, if you don't want to join our Discord, you can uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at
1: pixelhuntpod. Or you can visit the website on www.pixelhuntpodcast.com.
2: You can see us streaming the games over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash
0: pixelhuntpod. Or you can drop us that email that Saul was talking about. Which is how do at And that's it. That's it for this evening. Like, comment, subscribe. Um until next yeah, night. happy
2: new happy new year, everyone. And just a final thing. Um 2020's been shit. Wow. I think we can all agree on that. I quite like in the So house. Uh, <laughs> we are still getting downloads and that's nice. So thanks to all those who've got thanks that we can maybe with our daft antics bring some light into what is quite frankly a stressful and miserable time for a lot of people right now so if we're getting you through that time with our daft laughs and stupidity and uh, in air quotes gaming content then, then that's that's good and uh, stay safe hands face watch the space everybody in, in the place
1: Let's go. <laughs> nice We're Pixel Up Podcast playing the games so so you you don't don't have to. to